If there's one thing that can drive an entire business forward, what is it? The answer is trust. But what contributes to trust? Do you have to earn it? Or is it a choice? In today's episode, we speak to Ratanjit Singh, director of Auspac Finance, where we discuss and dissect trust using his own very framework. As always, to talk to us, call us on 0424 287904 or email on shriram at To speak to Ratanjit Singh, please connect with him on LinkedIn or visit auspacfinance.com.au. My guest has more than 15 years and a very diverse experience in the banking and corporate sector in Australia. He's worked with a wide variety of clients, ranging from analyzing the risk composition of large Australian corporates to assisting with the growth agenda of dozens of small to medium Australian businesses. He's one of two directors of Auspac Finance, which aims to be a leading financial advisory firm, providing clients with industry knowledge, access to a panel of lenders, bargaining power, and a network of specialist advice partners. And I know from personal experience, as a highly trusted brand themselves, they are very well placed to talk about trust. Please welcome Ratanjit Singh. So we're very excited to have you on the show. Welcome to the next big thing, Ratanjit Singh. Ratanjit, how are you? Good, good. Thank you for having us, uh, Sriram. We're really glad to be on your show. And you're joining us all the way from Malaysia. Yes, at the moment I'm here in lockdown in Malaysia. Um, yeah, it's just been uh, interesting times we're living in at the moment. Now I should share with our listeners that, you know, usually I'm the one asking the questions and, you know, gathering all those wonderful insights from our guests. But I know that just before we started, you said, I want to ask you a question. Now, uh, listeners, I don't know what this question is, okay? <laughs> so you might put me on the spot here. So I believe you wanted to ask me a question. Yes. In fact, um, you know, our topic today is about trust. And uh, I would like to ask you a question. Whether yeah. Would you buy a product or use the service of anybody who you don't trust? Oh, right. Yes. Okay. So whom I distrust. Yeah. So basically, I, I do not trust that brand or business or salesperson. Yeah. Would I buy from them? Uh, 100%, 10 out of 10 times. No. That, that's what I, that, that's a good thing because that's what I thought. So that means we can establish that anytime you want to sell something or use the service of a business, if you're running a business, you have to build trust with a person for them 100%. to use your service or your business. Absolutely. So when we did speak about, you know, when I asked you what you wanted to talk about, you basically just said one word, right? <laughs> you said trust. And so I'm, uh, I'm now going to kick this off uh, with asking you, and I'm genuinely curious about this, Ratanjit. Why did you want to make today's podcast episode about trust? Again, um, I believe you can actually run a business just solely on trust. So you, if you've mm. got a product or service that people trust in using, mm. you can actually use that and, and you can run your business. 
Mm. So that's that's you you have to have trust in doing that. Mm. Um, so that's that's the essence of why I wanted to talk about trust because I think that's the essence of running a business, whatever business you are. Mm. Uh, you need to have trust. Mm. Uh, but the question is, I guess, uh, what, what you're going to be asking is, uh, what is trust? Yeah, why don't you? Why don't we? Yeah, why don't we get that? Let's define trust. What is trust according to you? So, in our business, we have come up with a with five things that how we define trust. And again, mm. I think trust can be defined differently by different businesses. Mm. In our business, Ospec Finance. We believe that trust constitute of a few things. Mm-hmm. Firstly, uh, some non-negotiable. So that means mm-hmm. if you don't have this, you can't mm-hmm. have that business, you can't have that service. So that mm-hmm. non-negotiables are your qualifications, your certifications, and compliance. So these, mm-hmm. when I say your qualifications, uh, for example, in our business, we are qualified to, write, uh, to assist people with their loan requirements. Right? So we have the qualifications to do that. Um, I'll give you an, another example. If you go to a doctor, if the doctor doesn't have a medical degree, mm, mm. you wouldn't go to that doctor. Correct. Um, and also comes with that, you got your, your certifications to make sure that you're always up to date with uh, uh, your current learnings and um, you, you know what's going on in the industry. Mm. And of course, your compliance, meaning you need to be uh, accredited with whichever relevant um, government body or whatever it is to, to run your business. Mm, mm. Okay. Uh, all right. That that makes sense. That does make sense. But so how do you, so is this part of the marketing where you communicate these elements, like your qualifications, your credibility? I mean, you know it, but your target market might not. Yeah. Um, we probably, I mean, we, you don't have to market it, but when, when I, I guess when you market it, it's, it's uh, subconsciously marketing yeah. it because mm-hmm. uh, when, when you have a, a picture of when somebody comes into your office and you see that, oh, you've got your business registered and it's a member of this association or that association, mm-hmm. it builds the, the, and I'm sure if you go to like a legal, like a lawyer's office or something, they'll have their, um, their certifications up on the wall and a lot of books. So that gives the, the, the um, it conveys the message that mm. people are qualified to do that. Mm. So it, it subconsciously markets. Understood. That. Understood. So tell us more, right? How do, how do you believe that a business should build trust with their clients or customers? What else, uh, you know, aids yep. trust? So what we talked about was the first element of trust, which the non-negotiables, you, you need to have that. Yeah. Then the second element of trust is experience. Mm-hmm. And when I say experience, so let's say you, the more you have done something, mm-hmm. the more you know how to do it mm-hmm. and the better you get at doing it. So experience comes with time and doing things. So then you can, and even for, for me and Aman, um, who... Um, uh, we founded Ospec Finance. When we first started off Ospec Finance, uh, people didn't know Ospec Finance, but we had to tell we've got 15 years experience working in mm. a bank. Mm. Then people will know, oh, okay, these guys have been doing this for 15 years. They know, uh, they know what they're doing. They know the finance industry. So that's, that's how we market our, our experience as well. Um, 
Yeah, so that's that's Excellent. the second so part. So experience. experience, yeah, that's that's the second part. Okay, all right. Yeah, and then um, if we go to the third thing is uh, having processes and procedures. Mm. Um, so these processes and procedures again, it builds trust by giving a similar experience to somebody as another person. So you you mm. you're gonna have the similar experience so that. Uh, one person doesn't have a different experience to another person. Uh, you, you've got to inbuild a lot of procedures and processes in either your own systems or in your company systems uh, in order to provide. If, if we get a client referral, it's probably because we did a good, good job and we want to provide that same uh, experience to the next person. Um, and to do that, of course, you need your own processes and procedures to do that. Um, so that's the third element. So that's number three. Okay. That's the third. And then I'll talk to you about the fourth element of trust, mm-hmm. uh, which is managing expectations. Mm. Um, okay. And this is a big thing. I can't like so many people get this wrong. Banks get this wrong. And, uh, yep. uh, and, and this is just about just telling somebody, hey, this is when I expect to get an answer. And if an answer doesn't come by that day, mm. give that person a call and say, hey, it's not come yet. Actually, it's going to be another two days or something. And uh, we've, we've been having this uh, as a big challenge recently because uh, uh, banks, uh, we, we, we find it hard when they, they come back to us and say, hey, you might get an answer this day, but they, they don't provide that answer on that day. Sure. Sure. Uh, so we need to communicate that to our clients as well. So managing clients' expectations is a big thing um, in in our business. So Absolutely. That's the, so that's an interesting one. So can I can I just ask a bit more uh, about that? They say that uh, you know expectation is born out of uh, desires that you know so, somebody has. So is it uh, is it a case of businesses? Uh, under-promising and over-delivering? Is that as simple as that? Or is there more to managing expectations, according to you? I think there is more to managing expectations because there is also your expectations that this is, there are two types of expectations. One is your time frame, how long you're going to take to to deliver what you've you've said that you're going to deliver. The second thing is uh, the expectations of what you've told that you're going to deliver. Mm, Quality of the product or service. so in our, if we had told somebody, okay, you're going to get this particular loan and product and stuff, mm, mm. Uh, and if something else comes along, then we we might not have managed the expectations from a a, a product point of view or credit point of view. Uh, but then it's also managing expectations from a time frame point of view, saying that uh, yeah, if you don't get the answer by this particular date, this is what's happened. This is what happened. So this is. Uh, we're managing expectations, and I, I guess it, it that it, it's part of trust mainly because if somebody says, "Oh, I'll get back to you by Tuesday," mm. and that person doesn't get back to you by Friday, <laughs> you, you those three days that person will be waiting. You know, that person's got you in your mind, and they're like, yeah. "How can I, how can I trust this person to yeah. handle my affairs?" Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Very interesting. Okay. All right, so that's and, number four. And uh, the first, fifth thing is, uh, um, it's actually become uh, in the industry standard in our 
finance industry, uh, it's acting in the client's best interest. Right. So that's a called the best interest duty. And what, what we mean by that is that um, treat what you're doing for the client, act mm. in your best interest and, and, and in the client's best interest. Mm. And um, if it means that we're offering a, a product or service that uh, suits them better, um, we, we, should, we need to talk about it and tell them these are your options. Mm. These are these. This is this is why uh, this product is good. It might and 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 I, and I think why we 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 do what we do well is because we provide different options to our clients. Right. Saying these are the different products uh, you can have different offerings from the different banks. Mm. Uh, but maybe this one that the time frame is going to be long. Uh, your your interest rate is going to be. Uh, lower there, but your mm. time frame to get it approved is long, mm. or the systems and processes of the bank is not that good. So we can, we we normally give a cross section of mm. uh, options, and that's how we act uh, as as best we can in the client's interest. Understood. No, love it. So uh, I know for a fact that you're all about win-win scenarios and you always put the client first. But what should businesses do, according to you, when by putting and acting in the client's interest, they lose out. So how should businesses still trust go the trust option or should they put their personal gain in front? How do you see that? You know, sometimes we, we got to look at things in a greater picture. Mm. You know, mm. when, when you're dealing with a client, if you, if you act in integrity and in trust with the client, you act mm. in their best interest. Mm. Um, they, you, you might lose that one transaction or mm. you might not get that one transaction but that person will build trust with you and they'll talk to you and they'll say hey what, what about this other person why don't you mm. look at this other person's phone so mm. uh, I, I think we look at the bigger picture when, when things come like that mm, understood so I, I've just captured this and I just want to uh, to uh, you know, rehash this so there are five steps in building trust and integrity, as, as from what you've said. So the first is the non-negotiable, so qualifications, certifications, and compliance. Second is experience. Third is process and procedures. Fourth is managing expectations. And fifth is acting in the client's best interest. Would that be correct? That, that's absolutely so, correct. I, I love this five-step framework. I think you should patent this. So <laughs> this is this is awesome. So I want to uh, ask your opinion on a couple of things, right? Uh, you know, I run a workshop called, uh, it's about customer acquisition, but I call it stranger to customer because today's customers were yesterday's strangers. And at some point, they become aware of you. And at some point in that journey, they get to trust you. As you said rightly, you know, if they, if they don't trust you, they're not going to do business with you. So, uh, and I believe that's the reason why strangers become customers is eventually because at some point they develop trust. And you'd agree with that, yeah? Yeah, definitely. Excellent. Okay. So let me ask you, right? There are two schools of thought. One says that, you know, we, we do, I mean, we need trust in everything like personal relationships yep. with friends, you know, with our own spouses, with the children, um, work, you know, suppliers, clients, colleagues, peers. There's trust in all facets. Now, there's one school of thought that says tr you need to choose to trust. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the other school of thought says that trust needs to be earned. 
Which school yep. of thought do you belong to? Trust needs to be a hand. Hmm. That's what I think. Um, because, like, like you see, where, where, where you you've got to work hard to get trust yep. to earn the trust of that person. Yeah. Um, you you need to have all those five elements which I talked about. Mm. Otherwise, it's hard to build trust with that person. Mm, mm. So it, it's not not easy. It's not like, like building trust. It's mm. not an easy thing. Mm. You you really got to work hard for it. Yes, absolutely. And that's why I said you got to. It's got to be earned. Yeah, absolutely. And and you hit the nail on its head, right? Saying it's really hard to build trust. Uh, and yes, if you get there, great. You you know get the faith of the of the customer or you know client or patient or whatever industry you're in. And once you win their trust, their their trusted network also comes in. You know you inherit their trusted network because they trust you so much. Uh, you know which is what results in referrals and the reason why referrals work. Um, okay, now that's great to see. But while while it's hard to build trust it's very easy to lose trust right i mean you yep. you, you just do one of these steps wrong and that's it gone years of hard yeah. work of building trust are gone how do you know and sometimes it ha- happens by mistake or whatever or inadvertently how do brands and businesses what should they do to win trust back should they just reinvest in the whole process again and that's why it's uh you if you get it wrong and that's yeah. why brands and businesses once you lose the trust it's really mm. really hard to get it back mm. Mm. Um, and that's why I, I don't think you can get this wrong because yeah. if you get it if you get it wrong yeah it, people are not going to deal with you it's a one-way street it's game over yeah wow yeah that, those yeah. are strong words yeah and and that's exactly what the market i think needs to appreciate that as you said you need to build your business on trust yeah and businesses successful businesses have been doing it for I mean, hundreds of years, I guess. Mm, you look mm. at like, like companies like GE, mm. uh, look at McDonald's, mm. they, similar sort of uh, thing, but they've been doing it for, for hundreds mm. of years. So mm. they built that trust. But again, a lot of these businesses, the day that they lose trust, mm. you can, you can uh, uh, lose everything overnight. Absolutely. Um, and I, I, there, there are definitely a lot of examples, yeah. uh, big business examples which we can talk about. But yeah, yeah. Um, yes, but on the flip side, if you invest in and consistently keep building on trust, uh, you can build a business and a brand that is a legacy and that is uh, you know something beyond your lifetime. Yeah, that's Absolutely. right. Absolutely, and that's that's what we are we are about here. Excellent. Okay. Lovely. Uh, Thanks for joining us. And this is part one where we talk about trust. We're going to do another detailed interview with yourself and your partner in crime, Aman. Uh, But that is, uh, that'll have to wait for another day where we'll talk about other aspects such as respect, emotional connection, uh, you know, vision, communication. So we'll discuss all of that in part two. But part one is all about trust. Thank you so much. Thank you for trusting me to to do this, uh, to do this podcast. I, I really appreciate appreciate your uh, efforts and time Ratanjit thank you for trusting us to come on the board <laughs>